Good morning and welcome to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder. Chamber Chatter, it's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by Maptoon's Long Island Chamber Maps. So let me set the scene for you. We are at the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce 35th Annual Breakfast being held at Crest Hollow Country Club in Woodbury. It's exciting morning, a lot of action here. We're, uh, I guess, uh, we're in an area where they're taking pictures of all the merchants of the year and lots of familiar faces. So uh, I'm very excited this morning to have with us Julie Marchesella, who is the immediate past president of the Nassau Council. Uh, she is also the legislative chair and the owner of Queen of Hearts in Merrick. And Julie, welcome this morning. What an exciting time. Thank you for having us. This is an exciting time. It is our 35th anniversary of, and our, of our breakfast, and it's also the 40th anniversary of incorporation and uh, doing what we can to support Main Street businesses. Great. Let's talk for a second. Now that you cleared up the 40th and the 35th, so is that clear for everybody? It's the 40th anniversary of the Nassau Council, 35th anniversary of the breakfast. Um, can we talk for a second about the history of the Nassau Council and how this organization came to be? Well, like I said, 40 years ago, a small group of business owners came together. Uh, they invited a few legislators because there were some issues that were conflicting with small business owners and flea markets that were becoming much more popular. Before there was a mall in Valley Stream, it was a flea market. And they were selling products very much like what we would sell in our stores at a discount. Many of them might even been bogus uh, pocketbooks and, and things like that. So um, they found it important to close down these types of things and um, not be competing with the Main Street stores and the mom and pops. Right, and that's, that was the formulation of the Nassau Council of Chambers? Exactly. Um, one of the ladies, Sylvia Chertow, uh, was a marketing person and she reached out to the Chambers of Commerce who were incorporated at that time to join with them and form this umbrella organization for Chambers to bring ideas to um, to make it better for Main Street business owners. Well, the Council's come a long way. Um, what, what do you know about the early days of the Council? What have you heard? Was it slow to get started? Was well, it an instant hit? I have been involved for 26 of the 40 years. We have come a very long way, like you said. Uh, we're in the computer age now. We were doing everything manually. Um, we were joined on now by uh, many of the big box stores who are having competition with the internet. That is our main focus. Many of our Main Street business owners are forced to close because people know that they can buy things on the internet for less, it's more convenient, uh, it just they make a phone call or they go on their cell phone and before you know it, it's delivered. And Main Street business owners will do the same thing if you ask. So uh, we'll deliver, we'll do whatever we can to make a customer happy. Uh, but that's where most of this started, was now and coming into the computer age and the cell phone age. Uh, we have tremendous competition and we're trying to fight back. 
and uh, the internet sales tax bill uh, has been one of our major accomplishments. Uh, the internet sales tax bill allows New York State to collect sales tax from any purchases that are made on the internet. And that kind of levels the playing field between the internet purchases and making a purchase in a store. Is that materializing? Is that going to pass? Yes, they, um, they have a line in next year's budget for internet sales tax receipts, yes. Wow, okay. Well, so mission that accomplished, right now hopefully. is our major accomplishment. Very good. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going to transpire this morning at the breakfast? Today is a celebration of the small business owners. And they do so much for their communities that sometimes they never get recognized for that. Today is their day. Uh, many of the recipients uh, feel like this is the Academy Award of, uh, of any type of an award that they're going to get from a Chamber of Commerce. Because we are the umbrella organization and we are the largest organization. There are not many business organizations, even in the country, that can say they're here 40 years. So uh, we're taking advantage of that today. Uh, it's all about the small business owner. We have 42 honorees. Uh, there's one from each chamber. And it's an exciting time for them. They get to take pictures with the elected officials. They have citations that are being presented. And of course, a plaque from us. And I will point out that we are in a room. There are lots of, uh, you can probably hear a lot of activity in the background, but there are photos being taken with, as you mentioned, elected officials and the merchants of the year. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces. I'm waving. Hello, Stephanie Solomon. Hi. Anyway, so getting back to you and uh, what you do, um, you're not only involved with the Nassau Council, but you got involved in this because you're a small business owner in yes, Merrick, as a small Queen business of Hearts. Owner, Tell us I, about, about your business. I joined the chamber as soon as I opened up. Queen of Hearts is a plus-size formal wear boutique. We are a specialty within a specialty. Our customers are all plus-size ladies. They come to us from a tri-state area. Queen of Hearts is the only one who stocks a huge inventory of plus-size dresses, sizes that ladies can try on. We order in if we need in special sizes or colors. We custom make if we have to. And we're very proud of our plus-size gals and have them look fabulous when they leave for their special events. Well, I happened to be in your shop uh, a few days ago and I... I do notice you're well stocked and uh, more importantly though um, you have a way with your customers and I think that's why yes making throughout them feel the tri-state area making them feel comfortable with who they are and their they bring about their personality into what they wear and it doesn't matter what their size we can accommodate any size uh, we have a fabulous website uh, people were asking for uh, plus sizes shown on a plus size model. So I decided that I had to do this. And I went in to do a photo shoot with Femi Aziz at Serengeti. She did a wonderful job putting together a photo shoot. And I felt like model for a day. It was very exciting for me to be able to do that. And the first day that the new website went live, with pictures of a plus-size model. 
I couldn't control the phones. People were so excited, and we all know that the internet, you can go on day or night. Yeah. So they were very excited to see plus-size gowns on a plus-size lady. By the way, Femi Aziz, the reference there, she is the president of the Merrick Chamber of Commerce. Now, And a yes. first-rate photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we... I also belong to several chambers. That's kind of how I really came up to being president. I'm first vice president of the Elmont Chamber, and I am now a past president in Merrick, but I was president for nine years. Yes, you were. And I still stay very active, and they can come to me for guidance whenever they need. Let me ask you a question about the model of the Nassau Council. Is this a model that's duplicated throughout the country, or is this a unique organization? Uh, I'm sure that other states have something similar. I'm not sure they're modeled exactly as we are. I'm very happy to say that Suffolk County now has a coalition of chambers in Suffolk, and it's called the Suffolk uh, Alliance of Chambers. So I did work with their chairperson uh, and their co-chairperson in formulating their bylaws and helping them get set up. So we're very proud to welcome them and their Main Street business owners into the fold. We'll have to have them on the program as well. Mm-hmm. One of the um, features on Chamber Chatter that we do every month, it's called Genie in a Bottle. And I typically like our guests to be able to prepare for this. But since we're at this event and we're sort of freestyling here, Genie in a Bottle basically says you're walking along uh, Merrick Avenue in Merrick, you look down in front of your store in the curb and there's a bottle. You pick it up, you open it up, a genie pops out and grants the council three wishes. Off the top of your head, what would you be wishing for? I would wish that people would find shopping downtown and walking through their downtown, getting to know us better. We have new members of our community, young members of our community, who think only the internet is the way to go. Uh, they, They know how to find us when they need donations. They know how to find us when they need volunteers. But they don't come in to shop. And the important thing is for them to come in, get to know us, We'll do anything that the internet can do. Uh, We aim to please, and that's the bottom line with a bricks and mortar store. And what wish would you have for the Nassau Council? Oh, I would love for every Chamber of Commerce to be a member of our organization. They're not? Not every chamber is. Some of them are just too small. Should we call them out here? No, I'm kidding. Some of them don't find it important to be part of the greater alliance, but uh, it is important for them to express their opinions, and that's one of the other things that I do as legislative chairperson. When there are issues that come up that uh, may involve legislators or may involve the state or ordinances on the federal level, Uh, They can come to us and say, listen, we don't particularly like this ruling or uh, we're not in favor of raising uh, the minimum wage to such an extent. It's up to them to come to us and voice their opinion about that so that we can talk about it and possibly bring it forward to the powers that be and say, look, you know, we can't afford that kind of stuff, you know, even health insurance. It's very difficult for a Main Street business owner to provide health insurance. So it's up for us to get involved. 
Anything you're working on right now as a legislative chair? Well, the national grid issue, uh, the moratorium on uh, new installations. Can you talk about that for a second for our listeners who are not aware of that situation? Okay. I know it's Um, been well covered in the media. There is a pipeline that National Grid would like to tap into to bring more power and natural gas to Long Island. And apparently there are certain environmental groups that aren't in favor of that. So, of course, you know, they can speak loudly too. And they have appealed to the powers that be not to um, get involved with expanding the power to Long Island. So, National Grid um, put a moratorium because they're not getting approval for it. They put a moratorium on new installations with the caveat that, well, we don't have enough power to supply you, so uh, we need this pipeline to come through. So they have now lifted the moratorium. Uh, Governor Cuomo had to get involved to lift the moratorium so that they can supply uh, upgrades to service or um, turn on power that maybe had been turned off for a while. We have several small business owners that are trying to open their stores. They may have signed leases already. They may um, be expanding with new equipment. Maybe a pizzeria is upgrading their ovens. And they can't get more service to come in if National Grid doesn't supply the service. So we're very happy that um, the governor stepped in. Uh, From an economic development standpoint, this was holding up traffic, in a sense. Uh, we have businesses that want to open. Uh, the Islanders Arena would have been subject to this also, uh, so because uh, they need gas for heat and for cooking there. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of developers couldn't build their projects and put up 100 homes if they didn't have the gas to be supplying there. So we're very happy that National Grid uh, took a positive stand and is now reopening um, the accounts and uh, establishing new service. And that was just announced, I think, a day or two ago, correct? Exactly. So we got very involved with that. Uh, one of our chambers, Lindbrook, uh, brought it to our attention. And this is what I mean about they're getting involved. When they see an issue that they feel is so important, they have to bring it to our attention so that we can speak on a broader level. We had they Lindbrook- don't have to fight it alone. Right. We had Lindbrook on a couple of months ago uh, mm-hmm. talking about the issue um, and kind of brought us up to speed. They had had a press conference uh, yes. on location. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're aware of all of that. Yes. Nassau Council was represented there. Okay. Before we let you go, mm-hmm. um, just for the listeners at home, can you just kind of walk us through what's going to happen uh, over the next couple of hours here? Well, the agenda is such that, of course, you know, we say the Pledge of Allegiance. We have the U.S. Marines coming with a color guard. Uh, We have a lovely lady from uh, the Merrick School District who will be singing for us, the Star Spangled Banner. Francesca will give her little speech as president. Um, We have a few other speakers. Stu Leonards is here. Um, He's our speaker today. Uh, We also have the Islanders as one of our sponsors. They will be speaking today, talking about the arena. Uh, And then uh, we, of course, will honor Francesca because she is outgoing. So we'll have something special for her. 
and uh, our honorees. They're the star of the show. And Do the honorees get a chance to get up and speak? Is it that kind of a thing, no, like an acceptance award 42. or something like that? Yeah, oh. we have 42 chambers that are participating. 42 chambers? Mm -hmm. So how many are missing? You said there are a few missing. I don't need to know who they are, but how many are you missing? There's probably another 10 on Long Island that don't participate with us. In Nassau County, there are 10 more? Yes. Well, you let me know if I can help you there. Yes, maybe you can. Very good. Julie Marchesella, thank you so much for joining us this My morning. My pleasure. Thank you for getting the uh, morning started. We're excited to be here. And We're excited to be involved. Thank you for what you do for Chambers of Commerce. Well, I'm having a lot of fun doing this. And uh, thanks for, thank you for being so welcoming to me, to the radio station, WCWP. And uh, go have some fun. I see a lot of familiar faces, so we'll invite uh, someone else to come over and chat with Thank us. Thank you. Have a good time. You too, Julie. Okay, so when we come back, I see lots of familiar faces walking around. I'm waving to people. So we're going to flag a few more people. Maybe we'll grab a couple of uh, Merchants of the Year, see how they're doing. But it's great to be here. It's an exciting time for the Nassau Council, celebrating their 35th annual breakfast event and 40th anniversary overall of the organization. My name is Mark Snyder. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder and we are live here at the Crest Hollow Country Club in Woodbury for the Nassau Council of Chambers 35th Annual Breakfast. And a couple of new guests have joined us. One of them may be familiar to our listeners, Femi Aziz. Femi is the president of the Merrick Chamber of Commerce, and she is also a board member on the Nassau Council of Chambers. And when we got here early this morning, uh, she was running around working hard here before most people arrived. So, Femi, nice to see you again. Welcome back to the program. Thanks, Mark, for having me. I appreciate it. We're very excited to have you guys here. We're happy to be here. This was a natural fit for Chamber Chatter to come here and, and uh, be here for this wonderful event. Now, what happens, as um, Julie Marchesella had mentioned in our last segment, uh, 42 chambers will be handing out awards for Business Person of the Year. And we are lucky today to have one of them with us. Her name is Therese Mora, and she is with Investors Bank. Therese, uh, welcome to the program. Thank you, good morning to you. You sound good this morning. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, your position with Investors. Sure, uh, I am the branch manager at the Merrick Investors Bank on uh, Merrick Road. and. Uh, I go out and I meet the community and I became very involved with the community and I just love the community. Can you tell us um, why you got involved with the Merrick Chamber of Commerce, the importance of uh, the, the role the Chamber serves for you? Well, as I, I came to the South Shore, I had normally worked on the North Shore, I wanted to get involved with the community and that's what I, you do as a bank manager. And uh, I started to go to the meetings and get involved with the chamber. And I wanted to get involved. I wanted to do more. I wanted to do more. And uh, you're a member, are you any, are you, uh, have you taken on any additional role with the Chamber of Commerce? I get involved 
in whatever whatever fundraising I do volunteering I bring in volunteers from Investors Bank that's part of what we do we volunteer in our community and uh, whatever they need me to do at this time I do for them Femi you're nodding your head a lot is she being bashful yes very much so I mean Therese has been a blessing to the Merrick uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, she is a like a role model board member uh, I don't know what we would do without her. She literally came in running. Uh, most board members, like myself, actually, I think for the first year, I didn't say a peep uh, at <laughs> any meeting. Can, and now we can't shut you up, right? <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. But um, she came in running, and she has been involved in every aspect of our events, our annual events. Uh, so she is definitely being very bashful. She has helped us in numerous ways. and. Uh, one important thing that she did say, which is uh, very interesting, is not only did she come along, but she also brought in a number of volunteers from Investors Bank to help us out with all our events, which is very um, rare, I think, uh, for a board member to come in and then just bring an entire work family to come and help us out. So she has been a tremendous addition. Uh, she's a new board member, actually, and uh, we are very excited. I'm very honored to have her here today Accepting this award is very, very deserving. Thank you. Thank you, Femi. Couldn't have said that Thank better. Um, what, uh, what do you see as the role of the Chamber of Commerce in your community? I have never been on a board, I have never been on a Chamber board member before, but what I see is that it is so important for the community to be together and work together and know each other, like the merchants, even the residents, and make it a community that everybody wants to live in and be happy. And Merrick is a wonderful community, very, very close-knit community. Uh, Femi, the last time we had you on the program, which was earlier in the year, um, we did not have a segment called Genie in a Bottle, which we have since added and it's been very popular. I, now, I haven't given you any time to prepare for this, but the premise is that you're walking along the streets of Merrick you see a lantern lying in the curb, you pick it up, you rub it, a genie pops out and grants you three wishes for the Merrick Chamber of Commerce. Off the top of your head, what would you like for your Are organization? You giving me three wishes or I'm just I'm giving one? you three wishes. Wow, three wishes, my goodness. All right. And Therese, so. you can chime in if you have something as well. <laughs> Therese has got to come up with one wish at least. I'm going to put you on the spot. I would say um, a thriving downtown. That is one of my um, main wishes, I guess. Again, a thriving downtown is what attracted me to live in Merrick when I moved to Merrick 2002. Uh, it was the downtown, the main street. Once me and my husband walked down that street, we said, you know what, this is the place to be. And um, looking back 17 years later, is it the same? Of course, things have changed quite a bit. Um, the environment has changed, you know, technology has changed. Um, however, a thriving downtown would definitely be, you know, uh, one of my wishes for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, you have two more. You I want to give one more. to Therese? Therese, do you have a wish for the Chamber of Commerce? You know, as I was thinking about it while you were talking, I, my wish would be to get more people involved and understand how good it could be if they are more involved with the chamber because there's so much we can do but unless they step in and want it and be involved in it we can't do it alone 
So we want everyone to be more involved. That's what I would wish for. How do you how do you go about um, soliciting new members? Are you do you have the ability to get out on the street and literally pound the pavement? I know everybody works for a living in the chamber. How does your chamber go about attracting new members? Uh, Door-to-door -door definitely is extremely successful, am I correct? Uh, and, and you have the luxury of time to do that? Many times. You know what will happen is, let, for example, if we have an event, um, next Saturday we have the Halloween Parade, which is a very, very successful, a very popular event amongst the residents in Merrick. What we do is uh, we hang up posters along the avenue, and that's a chance for us to reach out to each of the businesses and say, hey, we're having this parade. Whether they're a member or not, we still would like to hang our poster in there. And so that's one way for us to reach out and say, hey, we're actually doing this exciting event. If you want to be a part of it, you, you may. And if you want to be part of the chamber, you know, visit our website or you know, here's more information or here's a phone number. So I think that's one definite way. And, and yes, I happen to have a business on the avenue in the heart of Merrick and so I'm very blessed to have that. So I'm able to walk up and down the street and not to mention when we have a networking meeting, I will visit the local members along the avenue and say, hey, don't forget we have a networking meeting. I hope to see you there. And believe it or not, that works the best. And when we go to the networking meeting, they will stand up, introduce themselves and say, and by the way, I want to thank Femi for, for reminding me or for bringing me here to this networking meeting because it's amazing. So that one-on-one, -on -one, you can't compare with any email or text or anything like that. So um, you're 100% right. It is really the one-on-one the -on -one engagement that I think people are, I think we lack in this day and age. It's everything is so um, digital and social media that that, that is great, don't get me wrong, but that one-on-one, -on -one, I don't think you can ever replace. As a door-to-door -door salesman, I agree with you, and I think it's wonderful that you're able to do that because many of the chambers that we've had on our program and we've talked about this, um, they don't have the ability or the time flexibility to get out on, on the street and do what you do. So great to hear that you can do that and that it's successful for you as well. Um, I want to shift back for a second to the Nassau Council. You're a board member. Can you talk to me a little bit about your role um, on the council? So when I came in, uh, I've been a board member on the council. I, I actually was partic as a as a um, a board member of any chamber. You are allowed to attend the general meetings of Nassau Council on a monthly basis, and the general meetings are always held at the Bristol in East Meadow. Um, where um, we usually have a guest speaker uh, talk about things relative to chamber-related issues. So I was attending those meetings quite a bit, and um, I really enjoyed those meetings. It came to a point that when they asked me to be on the board, it was a no-brainer for me. I wanted to be more involved. As far as my role is concerned, uh, I basically took on the uh, one of the admin positions on their Facebook page. So you will find me taking a lot of pictures and posting for their Facebook page. Um, the breakfast is a very large um, endeavor that we um, uh, take care of on an annual basis. And it does take months to prepare for this day, uh, this morning, believe it or not, months. Uh, and so I use, what I do for the uh, breakfast itself is I, um, I create a montage of all of the honorees and um, I hope you'll be able to get a chance to look at it. It will play throughout the breakfast, so I hope everyone enjoys that. 
uh, and I also take care, you will see me behind the video camera because I'll take care of the live feed of our guest speaker today who is Stu Leonard and uh, Laura Curran who's going to be here as well speaking for a few minutes. So uh, it's going to be um, a very anxious time for me but I look forward and, and hopefully everyone will enjoy it. I'm sure you will rise to the challenge. You know, there's an expression that says when things run smoothly, it's never by accident. And I will say that this event runs very smoothly and that's a testament to all of the board members uh, on the council here, their hard work. So thank you for your involvement here as well. But I do have a question for you. As a business owner, as a mom, as a president of the Merrick Chamber of Commerce and a board member for the Nassau Council of Chambers, when do you sleep? <laughs> Actually, I actually do sleep. I think that if you are uh, productive and organized with, um, I actually do quite a bit outside of that actually. So I am an avid volleyball player. I play twice a week, uh, every week. Uh, it is one of the highlights and it's something that I look forward to and I enjoy. Uh, I play co-ed and I also organize our own women's sports club uh, at uh, Inseyaset. Uh, and um, it's kind of like a youth kind of youth girls club that I organize uh, these practices. I, I hire coaches and uh, we attend tournaments uh, three times a year. So uh, I actually do a lot and that, that is a, a huge passion of mine. I think if you're passionate about certain things, you make time for it. That's true. Therese, when you're not handling money, what do you do? <laughs> well, I, I am a yogi, so <laughs> can't live without my yoga. Um, I have four kids, actually, uh, although they're adults, you know, ages 19 to 25. Believe me, they're still with me, and uh, I cook, and, you know, um, I enjoy my time with my family. I have a very large family, and uh, a lot of them do live in Merrick and Belmore and that area. So, yeah, time is... Uh, and we do a lot with Investors Bank, too. I spend a lot of time... Uh, with the Book Fairies, uh, it's an organization that I'm also on the board for that uh, promotes literacy. So we do a lot of things with uh, the bank as well because we're a very community-oriented bank. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, Investors Bank is part of being a, an employee of the bank. Every employee must volunteer four times, so we get very involved with a lot of local organizations, a lot of the smaller organizations. The Book Fairies is something that's very close to my heart. Uh, we collect books from all over for children and schools that do not have books. I was very astonished about the fact that some schools in our, on, in our Long Island, even though they do do Queens and the Manhattan, don't have libraries. They don't have libraries in their they don't have libraries in their classrooms, they don't have libraries in their schools. So we create libraries for them. We have a book fair that teachers come in once a month on Sunday to, to take books for their classrooms and for their schools. We give out 25,000 books on that day, sometimes 40,000 books. And um, it it's amazing. We just gave away our two millionth book last month. We did a countdown. It was amazing. Wow. So yeah, I do spend a lot of time doing other other things as well. Femi, while we're on the subject of community involvement, uh, what does the uh, Chamber of Commerce do uh, on a local level, um, sort of um, in terms of uh, you know giving back to the community, those kinds of things? So actually, uh, it's interesting you ask. We have Santa's visit coming up. 
Uh, so I'm doing all my plugs for my events. That's kind of interesting. Uh, December uh, December 7th, on a Saturday morning, uh, Santa will come on a, on a big red fire truck. Uh, we have the same uh, Santa that comes in volunteers this time. He's lovely. Uh, and we take portraits with Santa and we donate those uh, portraits. 100% of those proceeds goes to the Kiwanis Holiday Food Drive. And we, I personally have been handling that for the past seven or eight years, ever since I became a board member of the Merrick Chamber. So that's that's your pet project, and it sounds project. like it's doing very well. Yeah, I do it every year. I look forward to it, uh, and uh, it's something we do ba give back. Uh, it's it's a win win because uh, you see the kids enjoy um, you know telling Santa what they want, sitting on his lap, and he's very very um, patient with them and speaks to them really really nicely, uh, and uh, they get a portrait on the spot. So the parents are happy that they are able to capture that moment. Uh, and uh, and we are able to give back to the community, so we we're very blessed to have that event, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of that. That's wonderful, um, Femi Therese, uh Goals for 2020 for the for the chamber. What are you guys working on? Our biggest project that we're working on is the uh, LED structure. Uh, we definitely want to move into the 21st century. We want to replace our Merrick sign with a four by six foot full color LED. And this is something we want to do actually for the members and for our community because it's going to be like a community message board. Are you talking about the one on the train trestle? Not on the train trestle, it's near the train trestle. So Isn't there a welcome to Merrick sign on the trestle? Correct. So but right, that's not what we're talking about. Not that one. It's basically we have a welcome to Merrick sign that's kind of uh, close to our 9-11 uh, memorial on the corner of Sunrise Highway and Merrick Avenue. And we are going to be offering um, the members to be able to advertise on that LED for a very, very nominal fee. So this, I feel, in turn will allow us to increase our membership because we will not allow non-members to advertise and also allow us to allow the members to promote themselves on a monthly basis so they can, you know, advertise their monthly specials or holiday specials or anything they want to do. So we're very, very excited about it. It's coming into fruition early 2020, and I'm really excited about it. It's a project that one of our uh, immediate, uh, one of our past presidents have been working on for years. And uh, he told me that he really wanted me to push for it, and that's what I'm doing. I think it's a great, great addition to the community. I think it's something that we need, it's necessary. Uh, and I feel the community will really appreciate um, the look of it and what it's going to do for for, uh, for Main Street business. I, lo I love that idea. And I think uh, we can sign Investors Bank up for the first ad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're doing more than that. They're actually our biggest sponsor for the LED structure, actually. Hey, we just got uh, 20 seconds here. Okay. Um, just tell us a little bit about your company. What do you do? So I'm actually a photographer. I've been a photographer for, uh, well, I don't want to say how old because no one can see how old I am. But uh, I've been very interested in photography and videography. So I opened my own business, uh, my own studio in 2008. So it's been 11 years. I actually just recently moved my studio uh, uh, close to where I was before. Uh, but it's a newly renovated space. So I'm very excited to be there. Uh, we um, capture events, um, we do a lot of corporate headshots, 
Uh, and we also have our digital photo lab, so we do passports and enlargements. Okay, and all right, you used up your 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all was, right, Femi that was my Aziz. Spiel. Exactly. Femi Aziz, Therese Mora from the Merrick Chamber of Commerce. Therese, congratulations on Thank you. being voted Business Person of the Year. Femi, nice to have you back on the program. Thank you, Mark. You're listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. I'm Mark Snyder. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. What is Chamber Chatter? It's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders and has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. We are live here at the Crest Hollow Country Club for the 35th annual breakfast for the Nassau Council of Chambers of Commerce. And we have two wonderful guests sitting across from me. Margot Cargill, did I pronounce that right? That's correct. Uh, Margot is the immediate past president of the Uniondale Chamber of Commerce, and she is also the second vice president for the Nassau Council of Chambers. Welcome to Chamber Chatter. Thank you for having me. And a longtime friend of mine, and former uh, president of the Massapequa Chamber of Commerce, Susan Martin. Good morning. Susan, uh, good morning, Susan. Susan, uh, like I said, is past president of the Ma uh, Massapequa Chamber, but she's also uh, on the board of directors for the Nassau Council of Chambers. So we got that out of the way, and uh, what an exciting time for us to be recording here um, at the Nassau Council breakfast. And I know you both have been uh, involved uh, in the chamber community for a long time. Uh, Susan, um, talk to me for a second here about um, the Chamber of Commerce and the role that you see a chamber playing uh, in the communities on Long Island. Okay, well I find that I believe that the chambers are a multifaceted purpose. Obviously we're there for our business community uh, to help them exposure for their businesses, to guide them, to help them with issues they have, but I personally also feel we're also there for the community because community and the community and the business is what makes Massapequa and Long Island. Right, and Massapequa is a big town. We are we very four big. communities. We do. How do you make that work? Because, in fact, one of your communities, Massapequa Park, is actually a village embedded uh, within the chamber itself. Um, how did you make that all work? Is it seamless or is it something that takes an effort? Well, it's called cooperation. Um, and it's mostly seamless. Like everything in life, there are always hiccups, bumps in the road. But communication is important. And you get over it and you move on and you move forward. Okay. Uh, Margo, um, as past president of the Uniondale Chamber, I know that the Uniondale Chamber has been through peaks and valleys with the chamber. It's on again, it's off again, it's on again. Um, talk to me a little bit about the Uniondale Chamber and how things are going there. Absolutely. I mean, really, with the hub development and things of that nature going on, we have several developments that are on the horizon that really when I took over, I wanted to make sure that it was an opportunity not lost. And the participation and responsibility of the chambers and our members, as well as the communities in the future of the community and the growth of the community is so important. And so that's really how I got involved. And, you know, I, I really have to thank some of our larger corporations that were that 
that really jumped on board and said, okay, we have new leadership, new bylaws, you know, new 501c6 uh, registrations, all our books in order and things of that nature. They really said, okay, let's see what, what you've got and, you know, what you can do for the community and prepare it for its future. So getting, you know, big guys like the Marriott and RxR on board initially really um, gave the small businesses faith that, okay, we're going to stick, this is going to stick this time around. So that's, that's really how I tackled that issue of, of the reputation of the Uniondale Chamber of Commerce and where it was really headed and that this was something that was going to be around and that longevity was, was, was going to be sustained this time around. Where's your membership at these days? Well, after I left, we had hit 100. So we had a beautiful um, event at Seasons to, to celebrate that. And we had a bunch of our, 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 our members come and celebrate that 100 member mark. So I'd, I'd have to check with Mariano to, to find out the exact numbers. But still growing but that's great that's great it's good that uh, you're you're on back on solid ground i know it had gone defunct for a oh, moment absolutely. there and uh it's good to see that you've rebounded and uh onward and upward for the for the chamber absolutely no more just a little uh a club we're official <laughs> right and let's talk for a second about uh, your in new role as uh, second vice president for the nassau council of chambers um what will that involve for you well, that's really exciting because I'm looking forward to really solidifying our, our priorities as an organization. Um, I know that we have lots of different personalities, lots of different priorities, but that's what the NASA Council is about, you know, really bringing in all the opinions, all of the priorities, all of the information, which is key that Susan was talking about, is sharing that information so that we can all benefit all of our communities of Long Island and Nassau County, obviously, specifically. Susan, are we looking at a future president of the Nassau Council? I don't see why not. I think she's got all the qualifications that are needed. Very good. Um, what did your experience as president of the Chamber, uh, Massapequa Chamber of Commerce, what did that, what did that do for you, looking back on it? Well, you know, in all honesty, it's a lot of work. It takes away from your business, per se, but it also can be very, very rewarding when you have membership increase, when you have uh, present, presence at functions increase, when you have people participate and want to know what they can do for us as well as what we can do for them. It, it just, it, it's rewarding. I've got to be honest, it was very rewarding for me and I was very happy for the time I spent doing it. If you could do it all over again, um, anything that you would do differently? Uh, no, I think I would actually continue it. In all honesty, two years is really kind of the max, I believe, because you kind of burn out. But you really only start to get into your swing in the second year. So I might continue what I had started because I firmly believe that the Chamber is about our members. And I think there are even more things we can still do for them and with them. You have a very uh, large membership. I think Massapequa is one of the largest of the chambers in Nassau County, probably up there with Garden City and yeah. maybe Farmingdale. We're and, very large. We yeah. are. Um, we talked about the four communities that you serve. Um, does Massapequa Park still have a merchants association? I don't believe they do anymore. I, I, I'm speaking out of turn. Right. Um, I do believe it disbanded a while ago, uh, and I really can't answer why they did. But not for nothing, just, to me, just means we can be more solidified in what we do. 
Right, because it was a unique situation where you had a merchants association actually embedded in a chamber of commerce. And um, to follow that model, I know that Farmingdale now has a Main Street merchants association that's embedded in the chamber of commerce and i wondered how that dynamic worked uh it it can work for you or against you i guess i mean it never worked against us but it just things just run smoother and it's it's more streamlined when there's one organization i find right um we have a segment on our program called genie in a bottle where um we ask the uh the chambers um for three wishes for their organization and Margot, I'm going to turn to you. Um, let's say you're walking down Uniondale Avenue and you see in the corner, uh, in the curb, uh, a bottle. You open it up and the genie pops out. Uh, essentially granting the Uniondale Chamber three wishes. Uh, as a former president, uh, what would you like for the Uniondale Chamber? Uh, longevity, um, sustainability, uh, and revenue growth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in business, so always revenue growth is, is important. So Right. And, re- well, that, I guess, comes with membership. Absolutely. So if you can boost your membership, you can bring in revenue. Um, how are you on the board there as far as you have enough people stepping up? I know a lot of times, Susan, it's the work gravitates to the most competent, and you've got the same five competent people doing everything. Of course. Um, are you, you, when you were president in Uniondale, were you experiencing the same sort of thing? Of it was the same people doing the work, or are others stepping up? Well, that's one of the things that I, I really, in recruiting board members, are, are people, like Susan said, that they're dedicated to our membership and our communities, and that they already want to step up. So being on the board itself is something that is a service. And so these are individuals that all, you know, in some manner um, contributed to the board. And so we kind of identify that talent as we go along. And and like you said, you know, the second year is really when you hit your stride and you're able to identify who, who those individuals are that can really, you know, step up and, and, and secession, of course, um, succession is, is, is key to an organization's longevity. So being able to identify that through the second year is, is really key. I know you've got to get inside and uh, the party's about to get started here, but uh, before I let you run, um, you've been on the board now for a while for the Nassau Council, right? Yes. Three years, four years, longer? Three years. Three years. Um, I'm going to give you a lantern, Jeannie's inside. What what do you want for the Nassau Council? For the Council? Um, I would like, obviously, longevity. I would like to be cohesive, to work together for united purposes. And finally, I would like, oh God, three, huh? Uh, the third thing is, uh, yeah, and, and more participation or more exposure to our membership, our, our different boards, our different chambers. I don't think they appreciate or realize what we're there to do for them and with them. And I think one of the goals for us is to make them more aware of how they're, they're kind of like our membership for our chambers. Same idea. And we want to be there to help them help them with their problems, with their issues, help them with their growth. It's all good. Very good. Before you jump, I'm going to give you 30 seconds each. Just tell us a little bit about your business. Thank you. Margo? Uh, I'm CEO, founder of Titanium Links Consulting. 
We do public relations, public information, and communications for high-impact projects that have high impact and implications, whether it's social, economic, or environmental implications. And Susan? I'm Susan Martin. I'm Susan Martin CPAPC. I've had my own accounting practice for over 20 years now. It's full service. Uh, we are very eclectic and happy to help anybody who needs assistance. Thank you both for joining us. Go inside, enjoy, uh, enjoy the breakfast. We are here at the Nassau Council of Chambers 35th Annual Breakfast. We're at the Crest Hollow Country Club in Woodbury. And joining me, Don Patain, former president of the Levittown Chamber of Commerce and current board member with the Nassau Council of Chambers. Don, good to see you again. Uh, hi, Mark. How you doing? Very good. So, Don, um, we've had a number of guests on today uh, talking about today's event. This is obviously the highlight of the year for you, a culmination of a lot of effort and time and energy. Um, talk to us just a little bit about uh, what this whole breakfast and this event means to you as a board member and former president. Well, as, as, a, as a board member, this breakfast, a lot of, lot of work goes into it. Not only am I on the board, but I'm also uh, was on the breakfast committee. So there was a lot of back-end work uh, going into this breakfast. And uh, it's interesting that uh, because of all the work, there was initially some talk about maybe not doing the breakfast this year. But uh, we decided that, yes, let's go ahead and do it. And it's, like I said, as long as we have volunteers helping us, it works out. Because there's a lot of stuff done on the back end that you don't see. Oh, yeah. And I said it earlier in the program, but uh, when things run smoothly, it's not by accident. Mm -hmm. It's because a lot of That's people correct. worked really hard to make it so. That's correct. Uh, because this is an event is the one time really when everybody gets a chance to get together. I mean, it's a packed house. Uh, we've seen a lot of familiar faces coming in here. Um, why wouldn't you want to hold a annual breakfast? It was just a, a, it, there was some talk uh, at, the, at the board meeting, uh, one of the board meetings several months ago that, again, because of the work involved in this that uh, and participation, that it was a possibility we were not going to do it. But again... Uh, saner, saner uh, thoughts uh, prevailed. Cooler heads prevailed, <laughs> and we, uh, and that's why we went ahead with it. And so I, 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 I see it going on as long as we have volunteers. I see it going on for quite a long time. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's such a wonderful event, yeah, and it's we're great. We're we happy uh, to be here um, with you and with all the members. It's it's been great. Um, so we have a segment um, called Genie in a Bottle. And I like to do this because it gives us an opportunity to kind of get inside the minds of, of the leaders here and, and what they see moving forward for their organization. As a board member on the council, um, if I handed you a lantern and you rubbed it and a genie popped out and offered you uh, one wish for the Nassau Council of Chambers, what would it be? It would be to uh, get the word out uh, more than we have in the past. Uh, shop local. It's a, it's a it's a big issue, and it's constantly out there. And I think we need to do uh, more work on it. Uh, we're in the process of looking into advertising. I think there's a grant coming in from someplace that will allow us to uh, advertise more. So that that's the plan: more advertising, more shop local. Um, talk to me for a second, and, and by the way, you, 
I, from my perspective, uh, the council does a wonderful job of uh, getting that message out. I mean, there's always room to reach more people, but I, I think uh, your efforts have not gotten unnoticed or unappreciated by the other business owners. Great. Yep. I learned earlier in the program uh, that not every chamber is part of the Nassau Council. My question to you is, why wouldn't a chamber want to be part of the Nassau Council? Uh, from, and there's quite a few of them, by the way. It's, it's quite not a just few. Like one from or what two I see, it, it, I think some of the chambers, from what I understand, you know, I'm not the authority on this, but I, I think that some of the chambers are not quite as organized as they would like to be, and because of that, they have decided not to be a member of the of the council because they they can't really represent themselves um, properly. I think that's what it is. Hmm. Um, it's my feeling, yeah. From yeah. what from what I from what I understand, I was surprised uh, to hear that because I thought it would be uh, unanimous. Uh, I thought so too. I mean, the, the dues are not in, you know, are not expensive, and um, it's it's a way of, of getting the word out for each chamber. Uh, you get noticed on the website. You have events coming on. Uh, it gets onto the Nassau Council website. So yeah, there is no reason other than the fact that I think it's a matter matter of how they're organized. We've got about 30 seconds. Can you tell us what's going on in, uh, in Levittown? Uh, with Levittown, we have a new elections coming up. We have a president who is uh, taking over for a second year. We have a few new board members coming on. Uh, they'll be sworn in in, in January. And uh, we have all good things coming up. It's good. Don Patain, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Special thanks to all of my guests this morning. It's been an exciting time here. Everybody's kind of filed into the uh, ballroom for the big breakfast and the awards ceremony. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Chamber Chatter has been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. And now available for the first time in the App Store and Google Play is the MapTunes Shoppers Discount mobile app. By the way, Chamber Chat are also available as a podcast. Visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. Special thanks to my engineer, radio station manager, and friend Dan Cox for uh, running the show this morning. We're going to head inside and have some breakfast. Coming up next, Project Independence and You. My name is Mark Snyder. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.